Welcome to Inner Guidance Daily. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the show. You guys, okay, here's the deal. <laughs> um, this guest on the show today, her name is Gabby De Lorenz. Uh, she's from Soul to Soul Wellness. It's her own company. She is a just literally every time I talk to her, it's like a beacon of light. And she offers so much wisdom in just a, a way that resonates with so many people. So much so that this is her second appearance on Inner Guidance Daily. So if you didn't catch the first one, it's called Messages from the Physical Body. And then there's this episode. So either way you listen to it, I highly recommend both. Um, when we launched the Messages from the Physical Body, it was the most listened to episode of Inner Guidance Daily so far. And I received the most comments. People asking about hey, I want to know more about how to listen to my physical body. Um, I want to know what that even means. I want to know tools, tricks, traits, all the things um, about tuning into your inner guidance through messages through the physical body. So I reached out to her and I said, all right, (laughs) Um, the audience has spoken. They would like to hear from you again. And she graciously accepted the invite and it joined me here to talk about some of the most important things women need to hear to be empowered and to find that empowerment from within. So I just want to give you a quick highlight in terms of what this episode will be talking about. Um, But I really encourage you to like, you know, get on your walking shoes, go take a walk, listen to this episode, clean the house, you know, whatever. I don't recommend cleaning the house if that stresses you out. sit in a quiet room. I mean, literally take this time to take in this information in a place where you're open and comfortable and just open to what she has to say because there's so much goodness here. Okay, here's the highlight. We talk about being in the process of something. Let me repeat that. Being in the process of something. Okay, so many light bulbs went off for me when she brought this up and I was like, I know this is going to resonate with so many people because we are often in the process of something and have no idea we're in the process and we're just gung-ho set on what it is we want to achieve. So let's even just take like losing weight, which, you know, is a hot topic in this episode as well because we talk a lot about body image and what we've come up understanding about our bodies and she tells us you know if you're abusing your body about how you think and feel about it you're never going to receive a message from the physical body so she explains so much more about that so that's in the episode but back to the original point about being in the process of something let's say you did want to just lose a few extra pounds like no added pressure but here you are just focusing on weight losing the weight losing the weight losing weight and totally forgetting that you're in the process of something so rather than saying my goal is to lose five pounds at x time um, now you can just reframe that and say i'm in the process of losing this five pounds in whatever time frame I feel is comfortable for me. So you can apply that to anything. I'm in the process of moving to a new home. I'm in the process of getting a new job. I'm in the process of understanding what it's like to live in a pandemic. I'm in the process of something. Um, 
And I am so curious what you think about this conversation in terms of that, like how that opens up things for you and maybe some light bulbs went off for you as well. Share that with us. Share that with me. Let's continue this conversation. Um, We also talk about triggers and I love how she brought this up and, you know, it just naturally came in the conversation and she tells us, you know, basically you know, triggers are something that's happening through the past. And so she really gives us this like quick step-by-step process of things you can ask yourself and how you can, um, take a trigger and turn it into a situation where you're learning something about yourself and your needs, and then learning how to express that to maybe somebody who has triggered you the best way that they can hear you so that they can learn something. I'm telling you, there's something amazingly special about all of us, but Gabby is just a bright freaking light. And everything she says here is so awesome and vulnerable and open and insightful. And I am honored to have her here on Inner Guidance Daily. I called this episode Gabby 2.0, although I <laughs> have a more creative title. Um, But so I I really encourage you to tune in and check it out and also, you know, share back any feedback you have. I'm curious what you think about this. One last highlight. We talk about the female relationships, you know, as friends, you know, and how many, so many of us have had traumatic experiences with friends and female friendships about being stabbed in the back, gossip, you know, and the trauma that lives behind that. And it's, centuries old and and we've been carrying it along with us up until maybe you know now perhaps and she shares a really really open and vulnerable story about reclaiming that and and coming to a place of healing within about relationships and friendships with women all right i'm really excited about this episode i can't wait for you to check it out please let me know what you think let gabby know as well stay connected to us and i will see you after the interview enjoy welcome to inner guidance daily i am joined again by gabby gabby welcome thank you i'm so pumped to be back oh i'm so happy you're here we were just talking about this before jumping on but we knew like both of us knew intuitively that we were going to meet many times again and I got goosebumps as soon as we got on this call. I got goosebumps the first time we were on the call. I got goosebumps when we were talking about what we're going to talk about. (laughs) That's when you know. That's when you know. So that's what we're here to talk about, which I'm so happy you're here. And really, it was the audience who said, we want to hear more from Gabby. I I love talking to you, but how cool is that, right? So awesome. And so people really were like, wow, okay, what is the messages from the physical body? How do we go deeper? How do we know more? And they also were really just inspired by the story that you shared. And I also share that with you as well, that your bravery and the courage and strength to be vulnerable and share the real deal is really, really connecting and inspiring. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. Absolutely. Thank you. And I think it's worth noting too. I know we mentioned this before we hit record, but I share so other people have the courage to share. So other people have the courage to come out and even address it, um, whether they're willing to share it with many people or share with just a small few, that getting it off your chest so it doesn't weigh you down, I think is the most important part. So thank you for holding this space for me to share my story. 
Oh, you're so welcome. And I know it's touched many people. And essentially what it allows people to do is, you know, if you've experienced sexual trauma or anything in that area where you've been violated to your body, you know, and it happens to women all the time, which is something we're going to talk about, you know, some, a woman, you know, you stepping forward and saying, this is my experiences that happened to me and I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And it's really allowing us to take that shame, the secret, the shame, you know, that grows and grows and grows. And you just allow us to burst that bubble. And <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. And then it's wonderful. And we're going to talk a lot about, well, not a lot, but we are going to talk about body and body shame. So I thought we would hold some space for you to share with us. What is that like? What are, you know, what is the experience for women who are, and for a lot of young women when we were growing up, like what pe- we're being told about our bodies and the, this image we have about our body and the shame that we carry. So if you could just share a little bit about that, like the beliefs that we've been told to have. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And I, I thank the Lord every day. I have not experienced a true eating disorder of any kind, but in my family line of women, Every single woman has had an eating disorder, whether it's bulimia, you know, and of all kinds, all shapes and sizes, but every single woman in my ancestral line that my mother can remember has, and including my mother, and um, she said it stops with us. Mm-hmm. She, it has to stop. But imagine I grew up with uh, my great aunts. So uh, she She's 24, wink, wink, but she's like 80 years old and she has a pacemaker and yet she complains that she is getting fat. She's 80 years old and traditional Sicilian woman. She wears all black because her husband has passed and you mourn. So even black, like such a thinning color and, you know, big skirts and this, and you don't see that she looks fat. She just looks like this small petite. She's about four foot 11, maybe little Sicilian woman. And she complains about getting fat. And so it, it is everywhere. And now imagine with social media, there are so many things that say you need to look this way and, you know, all the Photoshopping and it is such a media thing. Um, and I just think that, oh, it is so easy for us to step into we're not good enough because we see all these other people, whether we know they've been photoshopped or not. And it's just everywhere. And it's, you know, you're healthy. If you have a six pack, a woman with a six pack does not have women have a central body fat that they need to have in order to be able to menstruate, have babies, all of these things to help our bodies process. And if you have less than that, that's when you get a six pack. Like, so I'm not saying every woman with a six pack has an eating disorder by any means, but when you lower the essential fats in your body, you literally are unhealthy at a at certain levels. I think it's 12%. I'm drawing a blank on the number, but nonetheless, I, I think that media just steps in and it's for me personally, I was always a tomboy. And so for me, I'd have my bikini on with a big, you know, large t-shirt over it with soccer shorts on over my bathing suit and I'd go swimming. And that's when I, I was a three sport athlete. Like I was, I'm sure I was little at the time, but as a teenager, you feel chubby, you feel this. So like I put on big t-shirts over my bathing suit. I wouldn't take my shirt off at the beach. And I was 12, 14, 16. 
all through high school. And then by the time I'm in college, like when I probably was the biggest in my life, that's when I was like, oh, let me take my clothes off. Like, like what was I waiting for? <laughs> but I think it just affects so, especially women. I know it affects men as well, but so many women just have these expectations and they are seeking love from all of these outside sources, which then makes them, when they look at themselves in the mirror and they already don't love themselves, they love themselves even less because they don't meet these absurd expectations that we all have in our head for all the many roles we play. One of them just being a woman and with a certain expectation of how you're supposed to look. Right. And this expectation is, you know, lasted thousands of years, perhaps, right? It's a long, long lineage of expectations of how we're supposed to look. Was there a turning point for you or a place where you were like, I am going to just be me. I am just going to be me in my body. What was that? Oh, man. So to be honest, it probably happened... I would, uh, I could lie to you and tell you, yes, like after college, I stepped into my power and, but no, I didn't. <laughs> um, to be honest, it probably happened after my sexual assault mm. and I had to start from scratch. Mm. My foundation wasn't there. Um, I will say this props to my sweet mama. Um, and when we were babies and we were, she'd bring, you know, like you're holding your babe and you look in the mirror and the kid's so fascinated. They don't under, really understand what the mirror is. And I hear moms do it all the time. They're like, oh, who's that baby? Who's that? And you know, the baby starts pointing. My mom would always say like, look how beautiful you are. Aww. That was her, oh, that's always what, she, it was never who's that. It was never look at you. It was always look at how beautiful you are. Aww. Look at your hair, like look at how great you are. And so at some point, I think it's after, I believe for me, if I'm getting my story correct, it was after my assault. Yeah. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I just started crying and I didn't recognize myself anymore. And I didn't know who this 24 year old woman was. And I was in Nashville by myself for the first time. And I had no friends and I lived in a one bedroom apartment and I didn't want to be there anymore. And so I didn't want to be in the space I was in. I didn't, my home that I was in, my physical home, the walls around me, and I didn't want to be in my home and my body. And I had an option to run and I had an option to stay. And I was also had joined yoga teacher training at the time, which taught me a lot about staying when times get hard. Yeah. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, look how beautiful you are. Mm. And I just started from scratch and slowly over time, I'm 30 now, so six years, uh, but I can look at myself in the mirror, regardless of what size I am, if I'm, you know, super strict with my exercise regimen, or I'm just kind of doing my thing, letting it just kind of fall by the wayside. I hop back in when I feel like it, but truly I can look at myself and just feel proud of the woman I am because I have gone through shit and watch me rise. Yes. Yes. Sister, watch you rise. Mm -hmm. watch it. Um, I think that's an, uh, something so important to just take note of that right now, even during quarantine, we're in a pandemic. Yes. In quarantine, women are still, still, still 
watching what they eat, you know, and, and exercising and, you know, all this image and, and physical experiences to like make their body match something that's out there or just stay in shape and to stay a certain place. Um, and I find it so interesting that right now, you know, people are complaining about like adding extra weight, you know, from like baked goods or, mm-hmm. um, but I truly feel like people are doing what comes natural in terms of you're in, you're in a sense of struggle and pandemic and, you know, the world is uncertain. And so you're going to maybe add on some extra pounds, <laughs> right? It's like Just because your, your nervous system is stressed. We don't know what then tomorrow will bring, let alone in a few months. We can't plan anything. We can't do anything that we are. You, there is no, there's nothing to look forward to. There's not, there's nothing to do. You just have to sit, but you are so right. Who can, and like, we are stressed out. What happens when your nervous system gets stressed out? We go to the sympathetic nervous system, which is our fight, flight, or freeze. And that is where we hold on to weight, period. So to gain a few extra pounds is I don't want to say expected, but it's just part of the stress nervous system process. Right. It's like your physical body is, you know, doing what it's doing. It's built to do. So sometimes being in resistance to that, you know, you're Mm. not actually sitting in that space of acceptance. I was just reading um, the seven spiritual laws of success by Deepak Chopra. And have you read that? I haven't read it, but I love me some Deepak. Oh, he is. He is next though. I, I'm obsessed with him and, and love it so much. But in that book, it was like, you know, like one of these spiritual laws is, is acceptance, is true acceptance, accepting of everything that's happening. So that means accepting the pandemic, expect, accepting your body, accepting the extra weight, accepting, you know, everything that is really, you know, going on in your life. And from this place of acceptance, then you can step into the wisdom of the uncertainty, which I think so many of us are having a really hard time with. 100%. Right? Okay, so a lot of women are so hard on themselves, especially with their physical body. Can you share with us the impact that does to your intuition and being able to actually hear your body? Yes, what a question. Um, Man, the best, oh, you just have, you have to know yourself, but you have to get quiet to know it. And when you're just sitting there cussing yourself out all day, again, with these expectations, you're going to miss everything. You shut everything off because you already have the answers in this brain of ours. And at the end of the day, like your brain doesn't know much. Your subconscious mind does not live in your brain. It lives in your belly. And so I know we were talking about last time, like for me, my intuition is my low belly, the place where, you know, women tend to even hold on to a little excess fat or bloating during our cycle. Like that is where my intuition lies. And so when you just shame it and shame it and shame it, shame it, how do you expect it to want to talk to you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It is a it is a best friend. Imagine having a friend and you just bash her, bash her, ba- and bash her, and like you're no good for me. I'm gonna cover you up. I'm gonna put you in these high waisted jeans and suck you in and not let you breathe all day. Which <laughs> I love, love me some high waisted jeans. Don't get me wrong, but 
right? It's like high-waisted yoga pants, high-waisted this. We never let ourselves breathe. We never relax into that space because so many years have taught us, suck in, suck in. Oh, pull your belly, right? Like don't pooch out. So of course it doesn't want to talk to you. You've been shaming it your whole life. A friend's not going to want to hang out with you if you just talk bad to it all the time. Right, right. That makes so much sense. Yes. And we've all been in that fitting room with the terrible lighting. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Just bashing ourselves, you know, in terms of how our physical body looks. So how do we begin to reframe that? How do we begin to find love and compassion for ourselves? It's everything you're saying. Just acceptance. And it sounds super stupid and simple (laughs) and it is. Um, but I think the best ways to know, to stop that, right. To get to know yourself besides just saying, Oh, accept yourself. Okay. Sure. Like let's lie to myself all day and say, I accept myself. Um, the first one is just a simple reframe. So instead of saying, I accept my body, which might feel like a total complete 100% lie to you right now, you can say, I am in the process of accepting my body. And that doesn't feel like a lie. That's much lighter in the process, right? So you, you, you can use this for everything. If you're a business owner trying to, you know, have your first six-figure business, your first five-figure month, I'm in the process of cultivating my first five-figure month. I'm in the process of loving my body. I'm in the process of full acceptance of my body. Um, and all of those, uh, man, I literally goosebumps all over. Just like that, it, that's what it's about. It's not lying to yourself. Uh, you might think it's like a little trick, but tricking yourself. So then eventually it will start to feel better. It will start to feel lighter. It will start to feel less like you're lying to yourself. I Um, love that idea of the process. I'm in the process of loving my body. For everything, for everything. Yes. So good. Um, And the next is really just to get to know yourself, be your best friend, right? So if my best friend got sick or, uh, I don't want to say anything negative, uh, (laughs) something, something happened to her, right? And I would be able to, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go by the store. What store, number one, what store are you going to go to for your best friend? You probably already know. I'm going to pick up for my girlfriend. It's going to be peanut M&Ms. It's going to be Reese's cups. It's going to be a coloring book. She loves to color. You know, like, what are you going to do for somebody that you love? What, what are those things? What are they going to enjoy based off what they're feeling? If my girlfriend has a, um, she's a, she's a tour manager. So like if she's leaving to go on tour and I'm going to make her a little goodie bag, like what is going to be in there based off what she's doing? So when she goes on tour, I might give her something different than when she's sick, you bring, you know, soup, whatever, but it is about introducing that type of relationship to you, yourself, you, excuse me, you and yourself. So it's like, what triggers you? And what, what are you going to have to do when based off what these triggers are? What do you need to go to the store to buy for yourself or just cultivate yourself? Um, if you're trying to step into creativity one day, what foods are going to get you there? What time of day do you need to be working on creative stuff? Do you need to be alone? Do you need to send your husband and your kids out of the house so you can step into, yeah, get out. So you can step into that. How many cups of coffee is too much for you? Do you need to take a 30 minute shower or is that just a distraction for you? 
nothing wrong with the 30 minute shower. That might be what you need to step into creativity, to step into sexiness. Um, you might need to put on the lingerie to feel beautiful. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But do, taking the little pieces to be your own best friend, knowing what you like, what sets you up for sexy, for happy, for sad, for sick, whatever, you know, whatever the sensations are, but know yourself so well so you know what to feed yourself. Okay, girl. I mean, this is Hell what you're talking yeah. podcast. Because truly amazing, amazing, uh, you know, insight, not only to to explain that you're in the process of something, you're in the process of change, or you're in the process of growth, or you're in the process of something that you're uh, looking to do with yourself or, or your circumstances or environment. But then to be so clued into who you are that you know what environment to create, who to, cult, who to bring into the environment, mm -hmm. what you need, what music, what foods, like now you're talking to yourself intuitively. Now you're like, literally, Stop looking at everything external <laughs> and going back inside. Yes. Yes. Hell yes. And, but like do it in such a fun, like for me, like when I hop on a podcast, I always light a candle. Um, blue if I have it. Cause for me, blue throat chakra, open it up. I'm trying to talk on a podcast. Right. <laughs> um, and so like, I ha I always have my beads, like it's silly. It seems so silly, but for me, this helps me feel grounded. This helps make me feel like almost like I have my shit together and that makes me feel settled. Yeah. And what, when I'm coming on, especially to share things that I love and I'm passionate about, I want things that I love and I'm passionate about around me. Yes. And I wear, like, I wear a yellow shirt. Like, just like when I see myself in this zoom call, it's like, Oh, I know the yellow is going to, Oh, high vibe. Like, you know, high energy keep it, but it's small little things that just remind yourself. If I was on my moon cycle right now, it's like, Oh, maybe that's not the best time for me to schedule sales calls, alignment calls, podcasts. Maybe that's when I really need to be doing my internal work. So Thank thinking you. of all the cycles of your life, moon cycles, family cycles, travel cycles, day, like sun cycles, what time of day do you normally do things better or differently than other times of the day? Yes. And this is so brilliant to be able to give people the, the like real things you could do right now. One of the things that I think is really fun and, and it really encourages you to be intuitive and it's, it's your relationship to your body and, and the external situations that you may experience is go into your closet and you know take off your clothes or whatever but go and intuitively pick out what it is you want to wear so like mm -hmm. you pick out this yellow shirt you know it, it makes you feel good it's high vibe it's it's meeting you where you are rather than pulling going into your closet and pulling out something that you think somebody else is going to like and approve of you huge huge even think about that that's how like i'm trying to just totally block that part. <laughs> that's so good that's so good yes and and when i was a kid i would spend and like a young adult like not so much a kid but like you know teenager life <laughs> i would spend hours hours in my closet trying to find the right thing that would be the right thing for my body to look the right way to do whatever i was to look for this external validation that i was okay Mm -hmm. And now you've given us so many uh, amazing opportunities to tune inward and figure out what works for our body and our lives. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So you. good. You're welcome.
you mentioned something that I wanted to talk about, which is triggers. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about triggers. Tell us what you know. Ooh, we all have them. <laughs> They are based off many things. Um, so a lot of my triggers are based off how I was raised, first and foremost. Um, my mother and my nonna, my, my, excuse me, my grandmother, are clean freaks, OCD. Like my grandmother, who is also 24, who is probably more like 76, don't tell her I told you that. Um, she is still on her hands and knees scrubbing the floor because they used to have a, they live in Italy. They used to have a lady come who cleans their house because they are getting older. Yeah. And again, she is finesse, like little tiny little OCDs, crazy. Um, but now that the house lady can't come because of all of this pandemic, she is on her hands and knees with a, like a toothbrush scrub, scrubbing the grout off of the, sh out of the shower, out of the tile, everything in Italy is tile floors. So like she is on her hands and knees and I was like, what? Yeah. So, but nonetheless sets up the scene for my OCDs. It's like silly things. The bed's not made. It's like, oh, uh, why does that make me feel so like the day can't even get started until the bed is made. <laughs> and so, but it's, I didn't tell my fiance that we lived together. Once I told my fiance how it made me feel, thank God he's a great listener. Um, he's like, oh, you just need the bed to be made. And that's how you feel like the day can get started. Especially if I'm out of bed first and he's the last one to leave. I come in the room like, what the heck? And I used to get mad. Like before, before I was a little bit more into my spirituality, I was like, you can't just make the effing bed. Like, how is this a hard task? And, but it would set me up and that, you know, kills the rest of the day. And so, but triggers are silly things based off how you were raised. So like for me, a dirty bathroom, I like can't function. I don't want to go in there to pee. I don't want to brush my teeth. Like I just get triggered in the sense of then it's all I'm thinking about. Right. So for me, triggers are things that take you out of present moment. It makes you think something, you know, anxiety is, and depression, depression, fear of the past, anxiety is fear for the future. So like it sets me up into almost like a sympathetic, I have a fight, flight, or freeze moment where nothing can happen until this trigger, whatever it is, is out of my way. Um, yeah. a, a lot of mine is, I'm an Aries, I am fiery, <laughs> but I am so loving and sensitive. <laughs> So like, don't, I will meet you with, and I'm Italian. I, it's crazy in my world, <laughs> but like, I, I will challenge you and I will battle you. But as soon as something, you know, something happens and I get sad or, you know, like I get sense, something you say challenges me back. And I just go into this again. It's always something that has triggered me in the past or something that I'm also a middle child. I identify as a middle child. I'm trying to drop that, but like the world is against me. Right. <laughs> middle child syndrome. Um, and so a lot for me is based off, okay, I am fiery because I'm an Aries and I'm going to push you and I'm going to challenge you, but I'm also that sensitive middle child who never feels heard anyways. Mm -hmm. So when you challenge me back too hard, I shut down. Mm -hmm. And so it's silly because it doesn't feel like it would be a trigger because I am so fiery and pushy and feel like my way is always the best way. Duh. I mean, that's kind of also just a woman thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but when you challenge me and then I shut down, it's like, man, what just happened? And I, it was just, oh, you challenged me back. Why can't I handle that? 
And so I've over the last probably three years, maybe four years now, I've been with my um, my partner, and he, you know, your partner always shows you all the best things about yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, lessons to be learned. Um, but I have learned a ton of my triggers based off silly arguments we get into that I probably started. Yeah. I rather I probably just was pushy, and he challenged me back, and then I shut down. And so for me, I then my how I'd handle my triggers is to walk away, not to punish, but to walk away for me to process. Right. And, and um, processing life for you, like, helpless, oh, you know? Yes. But honestly, it has evolved so much. Thank God. Um, but now it looks like, okay, I, st- I just stop and I have to do this. Um, I'm working on it, making that time shorter the stepping away to process shorter, but right now it looks like me stepping away and I usually either go outside if it's nice out or into the bedroom and I ask for space. Before I used to just leave, now I ask for space. Say, hey, I just need to walk away for a minute, I'm gonna process. And I go into the room and I sit there and I said, okay, when have I felt this before? And normally it's something that happened in my childhood, right? Like, you know, you were pushed, one of my sisters triggered, whatever. Um, And I say trigger, it just brings up some sort of emotion that almost makes you feel blocked. It triggers that sympathetic nervous system response where you're either going to start really yelling and arguing with this person. You're going to fight, flight, or freeze. You're either going to challenge them, fight the lion in front of you. You are going to run away, or you're just going to freeze in your tracks and then just kind of pause. And so for me, I will, when have I felt this before? And usually I can identify, sometimes I can't. Um, But then I honestly, okay, what do I want in this situation? Like, what is the ultimate outcome? Because I don't, you never, ever need to be right. Mm. We cannot live our lives trying to be right. Tell another Aries that. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say that at the end of the day, especially with when it's with a partner, a spouse, or even a family member, like they love you. Hmm. So add that to the mix. Like, yes, you might be disagreeing, but they love you. Um, especially when it's your partner and you're married to them, right? Like you, they love you. You might not always get along. <laughs> um, but then I just pray and I call it God, um, but spirit, whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter. And I just pray like, please give me the words that they need to hear right now. But that says what's on my heart, hmm. right? Cause what you hear and everything that you hear, you process based off past lessons, things you've learned in the past, traumas that have happened to you in the past. So when someone says something to you and it brings something out, that's the trigger. It brings something out of you that like, man, that's what they said. Isn't really a big deal. Why am, why is this hurt so bad for me? Yeah. It's always based off of past experiences. And so what you say to somebody is not how they're going to hear it. They interpret what you say based off their past truths, their past experiences, their past traumas. And so I always just pray for the words that they need to hear, but that says exactly what is on my heart. And I kid you not, as soon as I go back out, into, I don't even think about what I'm going to say. I just give it up to God. I surrender it. I go out there, I say, I don't, I, it's almost like I black out and he just speaks through me. And it's then my fiance looks at me and he goes, Oh, thanks for telling me that. Like, 
I don't even remember what I just said. Like, but, the, and then I just go, when I have a quiet moment, I just go and I thank the Lord. Like, thank you so much. Yeah. But again, spirit, mother nature, whatever you want to call it. I just happen to call it God. So, oh, but it's, that has been the best thing for me. I mean, that's a wealth of knowledge. Really, yeah. truly to share with somebody how to move past the trigger and that it really has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with you. Mm. And I think it's such a brilliant mm. question to ask is when have I felt this before? Because like you're saying, it's triggering a memory that you've had. Okay. So can I, can I identify this with something that's happened in my past that I'm pulling forward into the present moment? And then what do I want? What do I want is such a brilliant question to ask in that moment, because truly you don't want to fight. Of course mm -mm. not. Right. And then to basically surrender to the God within you, you know, whether, you know, it's not necessarily has to be this guy in the sky, but yes. you're, you're surrendering to the divinity that you are and then saying, speak through me. But I love how you said, you know, let me find the words that they need to hear that says what's on my heart. That's a, you know, it's like, not just, you're going to send a message to them. It's like, you're actually communicating to them in, in the oneness that we all are, right? Not to get too woo woo or spiritual on everybody, but I think- oh, Go there, go there. <laughs> we are all just this interconnected web. And so when you move past this place of being in your mind and your ego and having to be right, or having to defend your pers your point of view, then you're moving out of that and into this heart space and into the truth of who you are, which is this divine, awesome, spiritual, energetic being and connecting to them on their, their that level, which is just brilliant and beautiful. And I have to assume that then the trigger goes away. Is that right? Typically, yes. Yeah. And if it doesn't, sit again. Yeah. What's coming up for me now? Why is this keep coming up for me? And this is the perfect, I like everything happens in our lives in loops and patterns. And so you will keep having the same type of arguments with a different cast and characters in front of you until the lesson is learned. And so truly, truly, every time there is some sort of a tiff or a trigger or a true full out argument, there is always your lesson. And until you learn that lesson, the universe will keep on sending it to you again, potentially a different casting characters, um, but with the same lesson to be learned. So, so oh what yeah. Is, what is a recent, recent thing that the universe kept bringing to you in different ways that you've learned? Oh, the one that is being called to share is uh, I have had uh, trouble with girlfriends in the past and it has been to the point of, I have one really good friend and then, a, you know, a, a, I, I work better in small groups and I really like to connect with a few people instead of a lot of people. Um, and so I'll have one really good friend and something will happen and they'll almost just like cut me out of their life, but then take all my other friends with them. Yes, it's been, it's been really sad. And I've had this, you know, women always have trouble with other women and truly like I've had many conversations with this, with a few of my friends and it like goes back to the witch trials, yeah. you know, you know, you put someone on trial and then, well, if you can name five other witches, then you can be, you don't have to burn at the stake. Yeah. And so for so long in our ancestral lines, we've been just like 
telling on each other, even if they're, you know, so I think for me, it has definitely been healing this sisterhood wound. And it was, oh man, I went to raising influence, um, with, uh, a group of women. Um, Jenna Corelli, it was her conference, excuse me. And so we were led through this breath work, which I have done before. It's David Elliott's version of breath work. So it's a three-part breath in through the belly and through the chest, out through the mouth. All the breath is through the mouth. It's very powerful. Um, It's actually been probably my favorite form of breath work that I've ever experienced. Um, But my intention was to just go deep. And I woke up that morning to meditate and I just started... I met up with my girl, with one of my girlfriends who was speaking and she told me that she was so, it was just the two of us. And she said, Gab, I I am so happy you're here to support. Thank you for coming. I know you only came to support me. And she goes, I am so happy you are here. You are my sunshine and like you are my warmth and I will look for you in the crowd. Like just so sweet. And I just hugged her and I said, thank you. But truly I didn't receive it because I have these sisterhood wounds and Um, and I recently have lost a really good friend for, I have no idea what a best, I would call her my best friend. This is probably two years ago, but it still is true on my heart. Um, but when my friend then told me that, and I sat and then sat for my meditation and I just, I felt one tear run down one cheek and the other, and they connected right below my chin and then ran down right through my sternum, like tears. But it was just one tear from each eye. It was the weirdest experience. And I'm sitting there and I'm just feeling it. And normally I would just wipe my tears, but I'm in meditation. I was like, oh, don't move. Just feel where it goes. And it just like cleansed my heart. And I then got out of meditation crying and I went and found her. She was curling her hair. It was so funny. And I just like got up and hugged her. And I said, for nothing else. Thank you. I feel like sisterhood. Um, but then I'm so sorry. This, I didn't know this story was going to come out today. Um, we went and did the breath work and, uh, I have no idea how long it was, but I was sitting with the same girlfriend who I love and adore and our heads were kind of together. We were laying down and I was traveling through the cosmos with her during this breath work. We were spinning together, holding hands, but like in the, in the cosmos, it was awesome. Um, but then I couldn't come out of the breath work. I was floating. I was somewhere else. And I hear her saying, release the breath. And I hear her moving on. She said, give everyone a hug. Like I am, but I am, I cannot move my arm. Your arms kind of cramp up a little bit, like little T-Rex arms. Your mouth gets stuck like an O sometimes. It's just, that's just what the breath work does. Um, and I, I knew that I expected that. And that's what happened. I had these arms and I just couldn't move. I was stuck and I couldn't move. And I felt my sisters come and one of them's holding my head, you know, giving me like a little assist just, and one of them is just grounding my hips into the floor. She's standing over me. I can feel her energy pushing me down, grounding me down. And in that moment, I just realized it, it probably happened after, but I was like, I, in a moment where I needed to be saved and I couldn't do it myself, my sisters came in and helped heal me and helped ground me and bring me, brought me back from the cosmos to, and I just like, I get goosebumps again, thinking about it. Like that's, that has been a pattern and a loop. And I have cried to my mother in high school and college. And in my adult life, this has happened to me with these sisterhood wounds. And in that moment, I, 
this just happened earlier this year. I think the conference was either January or like right before Corona. Thank, oh, it's so good. But um, yeah, so hopefully I've healed that wound, but sisterhood wound has been heavy in my life for sure. Yeah. Wow. What an incredible story. And thank you for sharing that. Mm. Any woman listening to this has had the same type of sisterhood rip, you know, like this deep wound. And I mean, me personally, I've experienced it too. So what a beautiful story. And thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for holding the space for it. Yeah, I love it. And And I think it's reassuring also that you can do this work you can do this it's not even work you can just take a a journey into this space that is triggering for you and you can heal you know you can move past it and that people are around you walking you home you know and walking us back Mm. to our well-being so what a beautiful so good yeah um okay so i was going to ask you what gets you really fired up, but I feel like that was such a beautiful story that I don't want to leave this beautiful space. Um, What's one thing that right now you feel like is really grounding you, getting you really grounded and into your body? Mm, um, Barefoot in the dirt always. Um, But really what has been grounding me has been singing and dancing. it was funny. I, uh, last, I think it was last week or the week before we've been really good at social distancing, which with that being said, we haven't been in the car. And I think in the car is when I just blast the music windows down and just sing at the top of my lungs. Um, and I took a drive just to get out of the house and to be by myself. And it was a beautiful day. So like all my windows down driving and I put on my music and I was singing And I was like, man, I don't think I've sang all week. Like I couldn't tell you the last time I sang. And so I was singing and I just like, you know, you feel all the energy start moving through your body. And for me, I'm such a physical touch for me, number one love language, but definitely the number one way I shift energy and move energy in my body. And so when I got home, not in the car driving, when I got home, I put on music kept singing and then just started shake like arms up just shaking side to side moving my hips and that has been my saving grace for sure yes yes I feel you on that I luckily my daughter is so musical music is just her thing it's like it was her thing from when she was just you know came out of out of out of me oh I love that (laughs) and so she we get in the car and she's got a playlist. Like, I mean, it's yeah. like, you know, but the, the song that right now is her favorite is um, One More Time by Daft Punk. <laughs> so, I love it. Right. So I, I just really relate to you because, you know, anytime you get in the car, really anytime, you know, she can really sense when energy is heavier, you know, and kids do this, I think intuitively, they just move their bodies and they want to do things to shake off what's happened. And so she really, does encourage me to like move my body and, and sing at the top of my lungs. I mean, she asks us to turn it all the way up. <laughs> like, my girl. Yes. Yes. Crank it up. Gabby, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate all of your wisdom. I appreciate your time, you know, mm. and I appreciate you being here and just being so open. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for inviting me back. This just fills my heart. So thank you so much. I've had such a blast even just 
connecting. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. And have a wonderful day. You too, love. Stay safe and be well. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in, for checking out this episode. I'm curious what you think about it. You know, I'm curious if you're getting the same light bulb moments (laughs) that I was when I was chatting with Gabby. And I used to think that when I started this podcast that everything had to be perfect. And the more and more that I talk to these women and, you know, the interviews and the meditations and then the feedback from you guys, I'm realizing more and more and more that nobody needs another robot program, etc. talking to them. Um, we need more and more authenticity and more and more people showing up as they are and being just true. So I have really parked thanks to you and thanks to all the guests that have been on Inner Guidance Daily so far and the ones that are coming up, which be on the lookout. There's some really exciting ones. Um, yeah, I've really been able to park, you know, being and feeling like everything has to be perfect and um, I have to be a certain way in order to be on a podcast. So I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for opening the door. Thank you for um, being real and honest. And this family is, like I said, is just so important. The Inner Guidance Daily family is just the most amazing group of people. And so I really see you. I hear you. And all of your comments and feedback matter to me. Um, Leave a question in the reviews or you can send them to me directly, lauren at innerrebel.co. You can also send them a DM on Instagram, innerrebel.co. If there's ever a question, comment, um, idea, you let me know. Again, you help to shape the podcast. So thank you for tuning into this episode. I am curious to know what you're walking away with. So definitely let me know. And I'll see you tomorrow for a meditation practice. So thank you again for tuning in and have a wonderful, wonderful day.